This thing on TV contains mature themes discussed in a frank manner. Mike, Greg, and I are not licensed relationship therapists and as such are not going to be out here doling sex advice. If you are in need of relationship counseling, please consult a licensed professional in your community because that ain't us. We're just three friends watching a TV show and talking about it. And we're horn dogs. And we're three cucks. Wait, we have something in common with MacGruber? Darn right we do. But wait a minute, Chico, did you say a professional? I said licensed professional. A professional. Thanks, Sheik. Oh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Listener discretion is advised. Theme music. An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Oh, Minisode 27, submission number 290. Can't believe you got me saying this. Sex Box. Sex Box aired on Wii TV from. February 27th, 2015 to April 6th, 2015 for six episodes, four of which went unaired. You know, I thought the first Wii TV show we'd cover would be Spend It Fast. <laughs> it probably would have worked because Linens and Things is still up for grabs and Bed Bath & Beyond, not so much. Oh no, I, I wish I had my videotapes <laughs> because I did have uh, at least a couple of episodes of Spend It Fast on there. You were the biggest Spend It Fast mark on the planet, buddy. You <laughs> no, were, no, really, you I were wasn't. Mike. But the thing is, <laughs> I can't say this, especially on this episode talking about sex box with a straight face. The episode where the, the, the host just goes crazy. Oh, she's going for the thongs. It's like, really? That's what we're going to focus on? She's going for the thongs. Oh, my. Well, apparently, thongs in 2002 were expensive. Oh, oh boy. By the way, it should be noted that this was 10 less than the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle show. No, no, no. You said 10 episodes. That would ten, be six Oh, yeah, my mistake. Six, six less. less. Six ten, less. Ten, ten, ten aired episodes less than the Hudson Brothers Razzle Show and Uncle Cox Block. I mean, Uncle Crocs Block. You see, this is going to be a theme all week. Yeah, stick around. Wait till we, we have for you later this week. But, yeah, ten episodes more that aired, six more episodes total. Yes. Yeah. Now let's go run for those thongs. Sexbox contains discussions of a frank sexual nature. Viewer discretion is advised. Tonight, three couples in crisis with nowhere else to turn. Oh, God. Will take part in the most radical therapy ever seen on television. Welcome to Sexbox. Guided by three of the nation's leading sex and relationship experts, these couples are about to bear it all. 
After sex, the oxytocin's at its highest, so you're gonna feel the most open and honest. Confessions will be made. Brandon, did you know that? Yeah, but it's never really been said out loud. Secrets revealed. She thinks I'm too far outside the sex box. And lives changed. I just need you there with me. I'm not going nowhere. All by having sex in this box in front of a live studio audience. Why do you stay in this relationship? Like to date other women, it won't work for me. I don't know if this is kinky or crazy. <laughs> I'm serious. It's a groundbreaking, relationship-saving experience. Right here, right now. Can we agree you're not going to do this? I can't guarantee that. Our experts are Dr. Fran Walfish, relationship psychotherapist to the rich and famous, published author and keeper of Hollywood's bedroom secrets. Clinical psychologist, Dr. Chris Donahue, cutting edge sex therapist and controversial voice in the study of relationships in the 21st century. And Dr. Yvonne Capehart, a renowned pastor and spiritual advisor to couples in serious crisis. All three are at the top of their field and here to help these couples through their most intimate issues in the most transformative therapy ever captured on TV. This is Sex Box. So this week, we're doing three episodes. Well, they kind of sort of have a similar theme. They're not all about the same thing, but you'll see when we get to future episodes... Later this week on the 9th of June is National Sex Day. Look at the date. 6-9. Nice. <laughs> I expected nothing less than that from you, Chico. Thank you. So that is coming up on Friday. And these episodes, this mini-sode, and then the two proper episodes later this week, again... Name-wise, they are related to National Sex Day in some capacity. But are they talking about sex? This show, yes. The other two... <clears throat> I'm sorry for doing my little Beavis and Butthead laugh there, but... We'll say no, they're not uh, related. But your mileage may vary on that. So, Chico, go to work with Sexbox. We're all wishing you the best of luck. Okay, so the logline of this show, because, you know, every good show can be described with one line. Couples come on TV and have Wait, wait, sex couples and come on? Do you really think that's appropriate? Can you not rephrase that in another way? <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, I can. Couples have relations. <laughs> Damn it, Greg. <laughs> this is going to be the longest mini-sode I think I've ever gone through. <laughs> and this is all staying in. This is great. <laughs> this is this is magic right now. Okay. This is, this is going to be like the winds of Whoopi. Speaking of National Sex Day, <laughs> the winds of Whoopi. Oh my gosh. Hashtag Whoopi in remembrance. Get it together, Chico. You're a professional. 
A professional? A professional. Okay. So, the log line. Couples in crisis try and solve their crisis by going on TV and having sex in front of a televised audience and a live studio audience. In the cube. Of course, because, you know, there are only so many things that they can get away with. All right, so here's, you know, for detail, I guess you could say. The show is based on a British show that was hosted by Ariella Frostrup, which, if you remember the original version of Coupling, was the object of Jack Davenport's desire. Also kind of looks like Sarah Alexander, so I totally get that. But yeah, Marielle Frostrup, British journalist and presenter, known for radio and arts programs. Other known entities on the original show, noted American author, pundit, journalist, and LGBT community activist, Dan Savage, and Steve Jones, who hosted one season of The X Factor before Fox gave him the old hee in favor of Mario Lopez. WeTV decided to team up with Relativity Television to bring the show to America, thinking that we had the mindset to talk about not just sex, but relationships in general. So, how does this show work? We have a panel of three noted relationship experts. We have relationship therapist and psychoanalyst Fran Wolfish, sex therapist and podcast host Chris Donahue, and couples therapist and Florida pastor Dr. Yvonne Capehart. So we're pretty much covering the gamut of the sexual experience, physical, mental, spiritual. It's the perfect balance. Couples arrive on stage and face our three panelists and basically get down to the nitty gritty of why they are there, which is basically, you know, couples therapy, boring stuff, tame, milk toast. And then let me paraphrase what Chris would say. He would say, well, obviously, we can't jump into bed with you. The closest thing we do have, though, is the sex box. When you're in the sex box, you're going to have your choice of whatever makes you feel comfortable. And you're just going to go in and do what comes naturally. What comes naturally? I'm sorry. I'm have the maturity of a, a eight year old. I'm sorry. You're giving yourself too much credit, Mike. Eight year old. And then you're going to come out, and we're going to. Why wouldn't about- I come out again? Oh my god! I'm a six year old. I'm sorry. And then once you exit the sex box, we're going to get a chance to talk about your experience because. Once you've had sex, you're in 
endorphins kick in. Your oxytocin is at its highest. You are your most open, your most vulnerable, and your most truthful self. Science proves this. Are you ready to enter the sex box? And usually there's some hemming and hawing and whether they want to do it or not. And then they just say, okay, cue the audience. And everybody goes into the sex box and um, in front of God, country, and flag in an isolation studio, very soundproof, I should say, they get down to business. I think one thing needs to be added here regarding the sex box. Yes, it's like the cube, but one vast difference. The sex box is not transparent. There are sides you cannot see in it. It's not voyeuristic. The three therapists are not being cucks in the true sense. They do have some sort of privacy. It's very tasteful. Very tasteful. Yeah, supposedly, from what I've heard, it's supposed to be set up like a bedroom, uh, in, at least in terms of, hey, you've got this bed here. It isn't just like, you know, here's like a $20 cot, get to work and come on out in 10 minutes. It, it's actually you know, sort of like a bedroom. I mean, a bedroom would be, what, about 10 by 10? And I'm guessing the sex box probably had similar dimensions. Again, it's about the size of the cube from what I've seen, maybe a little smaller and I think the cube is something like maybe 14 by 10 or 14 by 12. So th that's bigger than a, a normal bedroom. So, yeah, you're not just going into some little isolated room and getting it on. There's this isn't be... the hotel no-tell. This is a, a suite built for television. Whatever you say, Chico. But yeah, it's bedroom-shaped, or bedroom-sized, let's say. It isn't just some small little contraption or container where there's no room for moving, if you will. Boy, maybe that came out entirely wrong, but whatever. But yeah, you get the point. It's not visible. You can't see through it. People aren't being voyeuristic in the true sense. It's, and I'm guessing it's soundproof. I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen a little bit of sex box and I've never heard anything necessarily. That's because of a little thing called editing, Mike. Is it necessarily editing or is it possibly something else? Yes. Well, it could be. You know, the, 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 well, the walls could have a certain thickness to them. That Who knows what the interior is? It could be soundproofed. It is definitely soundproofed. So, yeah, you kind of made my point. Yes, there are sounds going on. Was editing done? Well, yeah, I mean, who knows how long it took? You know, was it 10 minutes? Was it an hour? Was it less? Was it more? Who knows? But still, you didn't hear any sort of, for lack of a better word, interaction. If that makes sense. So after an appropriate amount of time condensed and edited for television, obviously, the couple emerges from the sex box in their satin robes and talks about their experience. And 
of course, our three sexperts, they take a look and basically ask them about what's going on. Here's the thing. They don't scrutinize the actual act. They scrutinize the before and the after. So this is all, you know, it was billed as very smutty, very edgy, very extreme. But at the end of the day, at the very least, it's not smut. It's educational. We're getting a lesson in interpersonal relationships through body language and what they convey after they've done the dirty, dirty. And compared to before, and I've watched, by the way, all 10 episodes plus the three special editions, you can do it right now as of this recording on Pluto TV On Demand. I've done the research. I've watched how the couples interact before, which was very skittish, very brutish. And then they come out of the box and they say the dirtiest you will ever hear. When Chris says that sex will make you open and honest and vulnerable, he is not joking. And yeah, we do get some follow-ups on all of the couples and how they're doing. Some of them, they find their relationship has gone from bad to worse. Others have gone from bad to better. And then there are the occasional moments where the panel insists that they do not use the sex box. And I guess one of the best things about this show is that it doesn't really hold back anything in terms of presentation. In terms of talking, yeah, I can see where they could go a little bit further, but in terms of presentation, it's one of those shows where it's open, it's honest, and everybody is welcome. This is a safe place. This is a safe space or as safe as you can be in front of a live studio audience. We have same-sex male couples, same-sex female couples. We have people who are holding on to marriage. We have cisgendered couples, people who have sex on a regular but just have a 70-year itch, people who are waiting until marriage. We have all kinds of couples on this show. And that's probably the best thing about it. I and people who are, you know, chaotic goods like me, you know, good intention, questionable methods, we probably feel the same way. But when this came out in the media, I have a line here from the Daily Beast. Sex box with its ridiculous guinea pig screwing conceit will only augment our cultural hangups about sex. Listening to a sex therapist, a relationship psychotherapist, and a pastor do their best American Idol impressions, break down the myriad problems couples have during the act, will only make people more apprehensive when it comes to having sex. And what business does a pastor have lecturing people about his or her sexual performance? 
Religion is one of the driving forces behind this country's prudishness to begin with. The silence is deafening. On the other hand, Washington Post said, this show is therapeutic in so many ways. First, because the experts encourage the couple to talk to each other about their sexual problems. That can't be bad, right? And second, because the revelation that a 7.9, the equivalent of a C+, is an acceptable sex grade, is great news for sexual underachievers everywhere. So, yeah, in, like, GP audience, it's a show about couples therapy with a gigantic bedroom on stage. In fact, the original UK show, Time remarked it as all pretty tame, polite, slightly awkward at times, and overall just dull, and that the couples weren't so overtaken by sex endorphins that they actually revealed anything vivid or shocking. So yeah, America was sold sex on television, and what do we get? Couples therapy on television. By the way, in between the couples, we do have comedian Danielle Stewart questioning people on sex and relations. You don't need to know anything about that, and you don't need to know anything about her. But yeah, we've heard from people whose job it is to be critics on things. Now it's time to hear from people whose job is to be the anti-fun brigade. Sexbox was heavily criticized by the Parents Television Council, who stated that the show was an affront to families, toxic to advertisers, and a clear demonstration of a badly broken business model that forces every cable satellite subscriber to pay for unwanted and unwatched cable networks. You know what I have to say to the Parents Television Council? Tell it to us, Greg. This. Eat that, Brent Bozell. Didn't even bother to watch an episode, I don't think. Yeah, Brent Bozell didn't even watch episodes of WWF SmackDown, he criticized, and he lost millions of dollars. Imagine that, being so morally bankrupt, you lose in court to Vince McMahon, of all people. Oh, my God. So, yeah, ultimately, they were not done in by the high and mighty of high and mightiest. They were done in by market forces because after six episodes, we TV was basically like, we are not getting paid enough to do this and decided not to air the remaining episodes. But as I said before, you can watch the entire run of Sexbox for free as of this recording on Pluto TV on demand. So watch it and judge for yourself. That's called healthy criticism, right? Right. Yeah, let's let the people make their own determination. So, sex box. It's couples therapy with a giant bedroom on stage in front of God, country, and flag. We were sold a whole lot of... <laughs> what the hell is that? That's Nugenics. You know what we got? Wah, 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 wah. A thing on TV. 
Well, that's going to do it for this mini-sode, the first episode of the week. We're going to get to the first real episode of the week later this week when we talk about a very challenging quiz show with a very unfortunate title. That's coming up later on this week right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you for the next one. Wow! Coming up on the next episode of Sex Box, can Ed and Mindy get it on? And then two new challenges enter because they've got issues. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Pube. Good night, everybody. God, why? Why? <laughs> the Pube.